welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater of the Now, and visit theaterofthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. AJ and Ruby are still on the road, and we're back to recap the next two episodes of AJ and the Queen. And back to talk about it all with me is Vivica Galactica. Hello. So glad to be back. I am fabulous. Yes. This it's been a little bit of a time since we recorded episode one, but you know what? Yes. Let everyone digest it the way they did in their binge watching, and then they'll come back and listen. They'll come back and listen. Just see what different people think of it. Yeah, because I it was really interesting for me to not binge it, Mm -hmm. but to see people's reactions to the full series. Right. It's a mixed bag. Very much so. Some people are like, this is the crappiest thing that's ever been put on television. And some people are like, oh my god, Slay, give him awards. Right. I don't know which ones to believe. I don't I don't, I don't. don't know if I necessarily agree with awards, but it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen on no. TV. Does it, does it deserve a season two? Of course it does. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what happens yet, but I want season two. But we are here to talk about episodes two and three. Heck yeah. We're going to do little bunches. Um, so, initial thoughts. Um, for episode two, definitely could tell that RuPaul was still writing. Mm-hmm. There were so many cringeworthy moments mm-hmm, that were like, uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes there are just lines that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, I also totally, really fully, uh, get the fact that I, I think Ru was obsessed with it being an hour long special or hour long episode. I think that it would have worked much better as like a sack sitcom with a laugh track. And it was like half hour, like a friend's episode. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's a lot of mis, misintent on a couple people's parts. Yeah. But, um, I think episode two for me, there was still a lot of exposition to allow out. But then right. once we finished that and moved into like episode three, we're like, wait, okay, this is a show. Right, exactly. But you know why? It's because Rue didn't write it's episode true, three. True. <laughs> um, but I will say this overall, I like the raw moments. Mm-hmm. I think they're very, very special. Um, when you force things, it just loses all steam. Right. And when Rue is just an actor, that's when he's good. When he's acting and not forcing things to happen. Okay. Yeah. I could. I, okay, I can get on board with that. Um, I definitely saw that there were a couple of pure and genuine moments with mm-hmm. Rue uh, as I was watching episodes two, but more specifically episode three in yeah. terms of those moments oh. Oh, because yeah. it wasn't his own writing that he was trying to convey. It was actually this character, Ruby. Exactly. Um, and I and I saw that definitely more towards the third episode. So, well, yeah, we'll give it that. We'll yeah. give it that. So let's dive into episode two a little bit. Work. Um, so it start, starting off with AJ bitching about um, waiting for shit to happen as they eat pancakes. And Robert and the waitress joke about AJ eating the pancakes and re- refer to AJ as an it. Not fun. It. This whole episode just is cringy. Like, so here's the thing about episode two is that 
I really feel, because uh, this is Rue's writing, right? Like, there's no if, ands, or what's about it. I really, truly, honestly feel that Rue has every intent of trying to show people that he's working on it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how, what he, he wrote a whole episode on pronouns, essentially, trying to figure yes. out, like, this is a woman, and, the, and women are beautiful, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and all the things like that. And, I mean, it was great to a certain aspect, but I think that it just got to a point where Rue was trying too hard, and it kind of got in the way of the message that Rue was trying to tell. Like, do I think that Rue is starting to understand, you know, the idea beside pronouns, and, like, even they're getting to the point of, like, transness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think Rue was just trying too hard. Yeah. I mean, point blank, like, Robert literally asked AJ why she dresses as a boy, and she says that she doesn't want to be a girl either. Okay, that's a powerful thing to say, especially coming out of a 10-year-old's mouth. Right. But the way it's set up is just cringeworthy. Right. It's really, <laughs> really, really unfortunate because there's also just a lack of heart in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard for me at this point in the show, in episode two, for me to sympathize with AJ in this moment because she is a brat. She is a horrible There human. has been no forgiving features for AJ. Until the end of episode three. Yeah. and w- Which we'll get to, but this the f- second episode was really hard to want to support her at right. all. Like, I I would just leave Rue at the... I, not Rue. I would just leave AJ on the side of the road at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what this episode is, very early on, is we see AJ in the cell phone. Um, and we're just going to call that Chekhov's cell phone because clearly the cell phone is going to be a big part of this episode. Um, we learn that AJ's name stands for Amber Jasmine mm-hmm. after the stripper friend and the racist Disney cartoon. Yep. Had to throw that one in. Um, Ugh. yeah, so we get this moment where Robert wants to get in touch with AJ's mom and that's just not going to happen, um... And AJ gets distracted, so she, so Robert puts the thing in front of the, um, the cell phone, and we're gonna have to remember that moment. Yep. Um, and then there's this other, a moment where AJ threatens to tell the waitress that Robert touched her. as a threat to get her to be taken to Texas. Another slightly problematic moment. Right. Like, this, like, don't build this as, like, a dramedy series, Go full comedy, because that line only works in a comedy. If you're trying to be drama, this is really dangerous territory. Yes. And it, uh, it's just, it's it's a sign of the bad writing of, yeah. we're going to find something like this to be able to force it through and hope that it works. Yeah. Um, and, and once again, we see that AJ is a bit of a felon, where she doesn't want to, uh, she wants to shift staff, shaft the waitress from their tip. And then steals some candy. And I'm like, wow, what a fucking brat this kid is. Yep. Um, so then we get our final uh, moment finally with Lewis. Because we stand Lewis here. Um, they're talking on the phone as Lewis is getting ready for Officer Muscles. Um, and again, another Ooh, line about Robert love not... Officer Muscles. I know, yeah, right? There's another line about Robert <laughs> not knowing where AJ falls in the gender non-binary scale. And well, it's just such... There's such disdain to the, the way he said it. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. Like, 
he um the way Rue delivered that line was like gender non-binary is weird and I don't understand it but whatever I have to be PC about it. I don't like that. Yeah. All right. So Officer Muscles comes early and there's a joke in there because why not? Um, so Lewis has a face mask, mask still on, <laughs> and Officer Muscles is coming from the gym. Oh, Lewis. Um, I'm totally predicting that they're going to bone at some point I in hope this so. season. Um, but yeah, those two are a really interesting pair. They are a really interesting pair. And I just, I love that Officer Muscles is so cheeky, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. he smiles, and he's great. I like yeah. him. Especially when like, the other cop came in with him. Right? That was, and everything that was funny. like that. And the cop was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I don't, he, he doesn't want some foreplay either. But um, we then cut over to a more sentimental moment where Robert is looking at pictures of uh, Hector slash Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a hard time deleting old memories. And you know what? I get that. I am the same way. I don't like deleting photos. Yeah. And then when you see those photos again, you're like, fuck! And then delete There's the them. memories. But then I'm like, not going to delete them because I'm going to need them in another moment. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. I understand. That's fine. Um, so, Oprah. Oprah. Back in the car, back in the RV. Oprah is talking about soulmates not having to be the person you walk down the altar with, and I'm very triggered by this because I know my soulmate not may not be that person either. And like I was like, okay, this was a really interesting conversation. Maybe I have yeah. to go back and watch Oprah. Maybe that but are, does Oprah have a full DVD box set or is that online anywhere? I don't know. Sure. You know, it's probably an Oprah streaming service. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was an Oprah streaming yeah. service. But I, again, I think this was a very interesting, pointed, specific episode that that was on because I think what we're building up to is that Robert's soulmate is AJ in a sense. Oh, I didn't look at it that way, yeah. but that makes sense. Okay. There's writing in here. There, they wrote this story. Okay, Rue wrote this story. Rue wrote the story. But so I, th- I think that's what we're trying to build up as that these two, this unlikely duo, are meant to be. They met each other in the worst of ways, but they are meant for each other for this moment in time. It's also interesting how, I don't know if it was this episode or the next episode, but um, oh. I think it's the next episode when they get pulled over. Yeah, the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that yeah, later. Oh, yeah. So AJ in the RV realizes that the phone was left at the diner and freaks out because we know that this is the only lifeline to her mother. And grabs the steering wheel mm-hmm. and forces it away from Rue. Yes. I mean, this really, this tantrum really was a life or death moment for AJ. What, what like, the, 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 the way she um, handled it was very comedic and and only works in a um scripted world because if anyone ever tried to do that you know that uh, would result in a car crash right um but i think it was an important moment simply because we got to see um, a little bit of life and a little bit of reasoning behind aj and why she is so attached to this phone um but we are now in Pittsburgh, uh, where Robert makes some jokes that Pittsburgh is stuck in the 80s, and I'm not really sure if that's true, or we're just... Never been. Doing, yeah. I mean, I was there many, many, many years ago, but... Okay, cool. It's stuck in the 80s. Honestly, though, the pipeline seems like a pretty cool bar. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I looks would cool. go to the pipeline in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, there is a Rue Girl alert. Oh, Rue Girl. Um, so we have Katya playing Magda, and uh. Jinx as 
Edie. It's Edie. I There's the drag race inside joke. Yeah, there it was. Yes. Um also they are actors, so they're actually um quite excellent in this episode. They are specific like I think Magda was just a character and Katya was just there, right? Like had fun, was there to be able to give the lines back, and yeah. like she did the number, and she ended up getting <laughs> puked on at the yeah, end of so the Yeah, so this was really interesting because obviously last episode I was trying to be like, what's the rules of this world? How are how, pork chops, pork chopping, but that's not real, and whatever. Right. So finally we get two characters who we know as specific people, but are not playing those specific people. Right. Love that. I'm here for that kind right. of thing. Right, absolutely. Um, because it lets... Gives them some IMDB credit. Exactly. Come it, on, it, actor. It, Let's Katya do the Katya thing, but with a different twist. Right. And Jinx got to be a fucking buffoon. Oh, Jinx was so fucking hilarious. Like, some I of the lines loved... that came out of her mouth, I was like, I hope she improv this. Yes. Because this was It was great. so golden. It just reminds me of why I love Jinx fucking Monsoon too um, much. And it's like, one of those things where I don't think we've really ever had a moment in time where Jinx and Katya have ever, like interacted on screen before maybe on stage in some like one of those work the world tours type things but i don't think we've ever seen them together and it was wonderful they became great duo yeah. i loved it i was very very excited by the two of them um but we also get to meet mario cantone as alma um clearly <laughs> there's a history with ruby in this and there's some backstory but, right um we get this flashback about them fighting over doing Tina Turner. Yes. And then the stage mm-hmm. falls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rue falls on top of Mario. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. Uh, rivalry is born. Yeah. Um, so what stage breaks like that with two people and that's, that they never noticed that would ever happen? Icon. <laughs> <laughs> moving on i don't think i've ever been silenced on my own podcast before in hopes of being a neutral party in all things we're gonna move on um Okay, so um, this moment was very funny. It was very sitcom, for sure. It was lighthearted. It was something we needed. Um, but we have to, have to discuss who the fuck painted Mario Cantone. Yeah, thank you. Okay, first of all, what other shows have Mario Cantone been on? Because I knew that he was familiar. Uh, he's I been know on he's Sex in the Rue. City. Um, yes! Yeah. Okay, that's Which, what again, it is. That's why he was probably brought on because of... Um, right. Uh, Michael Patrick's uh, King. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, um, synapses are firing and connecting. Yeah. And Who the also, fuck painted him? It was yeah, awful. That, there that was no was makeup. terrible. That was like, okay, I'm a man, just put lipstick and eyeliner on and I'm done. Right, there was no contouring. There was nothing like, There to were floating it. eyebrows. It was... It was so bad. And then later on, when they had the... That, the... The brunette updo that he has later on in the episode was god-awful. Yeah. That wasn't a forehead. It wasn't a five-head. It was like a six-head with <laughs> a hard front on top of it and everything. Yeah, there... I, um... I'm not going to question Pittsburgh drag because of this. Ha <laughs> ha! Choices! But there, there were some definite choices Absolutely. made. And I was like... American Town, like, are you opposed to being in drag or 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I feel weird saying this, but, like, the blind guy could fucking paint their face better. Right, yeah. Um, it was awful. Yeah, it, it took was... took me out of it. it Especially because she's a working queen. Exactly. But, then, but in the next episode, that queen who was also the host who wasn't also a drag queen looks pretty terrible. Like, well, we'll get to dis- we'll discuss her <laughs> shortly we'll, <laughs> because I know we I have some backstory on her. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it was um really interesting, but I was also like they're fighting over Tina Turner. Fine, anyone can do anything, but like when it's clearly Rue should win. Rue should win. I mean, I've seen um, Mrs. Kasha Davis do her Tina Turner, and she goes almost full Tina Turner. Um, something she just that certain people do. Um, whatever, uh, it's fine. They, it, we got to hear Proud Mary. That's they got the rights to it. Of course, congrats to them. Um, so then Alma uh, asked Ruby about the new club um, that Robert is doing. They said they're going under renovations, and AJ fully knows it's a lie. <laughs> but she kept her mouth quiet. Surprisingly, because that's part of a story arc. Yeah, love it. Love it's it. It's getting there. It's getting there. We're getting there. And then she goes and get a cheeseburger. Yes, yes, yes. Well. Robert does not want to, like, get ready with Alma because Alma's a bitch. So she decides to do it, um, her makeup in the RV. Right. Very important plot point here. Um, because apparently, uh, Ruby thinks that AJ stole the phone. Um, did not happen, but she decides to go snooping in AJ's backpack, Uh. uh, where we find a Jasmine doll and some cards that were clearly from her mother. And AJ, of course, happens to come in because she is the one who has to bring the the uh, burger. Yep. Um, AJ not happy about this. No. I mean, I too don't like when people touch my shit. Right. Um, you gotta like earn that respect. But this is true. But also, this is the same person who, like, I understand Rue's line later on in the episode. She was like, "You broke my window and grabbed my shit." Right. Like. So it doesn't necessarily give Rue, like, the, uh, Ruby the right to do that. Yeah. But, like, uh, Miss AJ is a pricey little bitch. Yeah, there, there's a lot of tension between AJ and Ruby in this episode, as Ruby is trying to understand AJ's gender identity. Um, we learn that AJ doesn't want to be a girl, but not necessarily a boy, but dresses as one because people leave boys alone. Right. Interesting sentiment, interesting... Yeah perspective yeah again coming from a 10 year old mm-hmm. um I, coming from the mind of rupaul's perspective of a 10 year old mm-hmm. because of the writing and everything like that i think that as as the episode as the seasons go on as the season goes on i do think that we're gonna i i hope we flesh that out a little bit more yeah i mean because then we immediately go into this discussion about uh, gender roles and then leads to women being able to do whatever they want and and just the way it's said by rue is so cringeworthy right but you can tell that rue is trying He's that's trying. that's the hardest part about that and it's just like like we've talked about you know like and for for karen in kansas to hear that line and to hear what rue was talking about it's going to have a lot more and a lot different of an impact than it is to us who are so um, used to hearing the words of queer culture and PC culture and yeah. understanding everything. And so, you know, like, while it's cringeworthy to us, you have to understand that there is good intent behind it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, it's not necessarily worth canceling somebody or something so quickly just because you think they should know better. Right. Everyone needs to learn. Everyone needs a teaching moment. So right. I understand it. 
Um, back in the bar, we see Katya as Magda. Um, is, but it's essentially Katya. It's, um, it's Katya. Um, <laughs> also, what bar has a crowd surround the stage the way they did? That was weird. It, yeah. Like, give them a little space. A little space. That's definitely staged. Yeah. Um, oh, God. One of my, another fucking horrible line. The the girls are the gays' best threat party. Gross. Right. That, Gross. see, th- that is Can the moment. Can you tell the difference? What the fuck? Come on. That was the moment that I was like, this should just be a half hour sitcom. Like, yeah. just get rid of that line because there was no purpose in it. Right. Like, cool, that gave that guy a speaking part. He's going to get an extra yeah. money. He's going to have a credit on IMDb. Great. But it was pointless. It was there was no, bad. like... Yeah, ugh. it was it was bad. Ugh. Well, speaking of more th- bad things, Ruby apologizes to Alma, who still barely has a lick of makeup on. Um, uh, and then we learn that Ruby finally admits that she was robbed to Alma, and it's a moment of them getting back together kind of sorta alma doesn't like (laughs) whenever mario acts he acts with his face but when he doesn't have his face face on (laughs) there's nothing the face was clear and empty and yeah there was no emotion on it well aj is watching (laughs) in the wings um and She's watching the girl bachelorette puke on stage, which was yes, disgusting. Very. Um, but also, it's a real moment because we've all seen that happen. And I'm pretty sure show. that Katya has done that to somebody else before. Oh, probably. So it was probably. just. It's. <laughs> um, what goes around comes around. So here's the. So Ruby is watching AJ watch, and AJ's like, being like, haha, that's what a woman does, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Ruby is about to give her track in on a CD. On a CD, as every good professional <laughs> queen does. That is not how we do shit okay, anymore. I... We're going to, in episode three, we're going to discuss the technology of this world a little yes. bit. Yes. But uh, when I saw that <laughs> fucking CD, I was like, this is a joke, right? Right. This is literally rude, well, actually not knowing how things work anymore. Okay, so that being said, when I started drag three years ago, um, it just switched over it just switched over there was still a lot of old school queens in denver specifically that were like you need to have a cd of your stuff and there are still people that showed up with cds in denver's and granted it was a more like the old school sure, imperial sure. court seat queens and stuff like that um but it was always so funny when people just would show up with a cd and i'm like what am I supposed to do with that? Right. I, I can't even put a CD in my computer. Yes. But do you think that Rue even has an email or a computer with him in that? Uh, we'll talk about that in episode three because okay. I, I have a lot of theories, theories. on things. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um. Yeah. So back at, in New York, uh, Lewis answers the door and guess what? It's Lady Danger. It's the sting. Um, it's a very, very quick sting apparently. Um... But I think what we also need to discuss is, okay, we've seen Lewis in drag. Great. Beautiful. We've seen... We've seen Mario Cantone in drag. That's a man. But then we see Officer Muscles in drag as Daphne. Um, That is a man wearing makeup. (laughs) That is a man's face. This is true. And what is so funny is that you know that it was a man's face painted by a a blind man. Exactly. And it was just it was like funny, but also like, oh, this really hurts my eyes. Right, that updo was something. That was horrible, horrible. 
Uh, well, Lewis helps Officer Kennedy out of drag with the lotion all over his, over his body. Again, another sitcomy grotesque moment. Um, but yeah. it's... It, and it was also... Like, I don't know. I feel like they could have fleshed out that scene a little bit more. It was... Like, we didn't see anything. No, exactly. We That would have been a great scene to be able to see. You know, like, because it would have given us more of an opportunity to meet... Um, whatever her name is, Miss Danger. Lady Danger, yeah. Lady Danger. And, like, we could have gotten to know more about her. Yeah, because she flipped. She flipped immediately. She flipped immediately, right. And, like, I was I was less than thrilled because she's always just such this jerk face, but I feel like it would have been interesting to see that side of her and how they did that. You exactly, know what I mean? exactly. Um, but Damien is sold out as a grifter who pries on older drag queens who are sad and lonely. Well, I am not a sad, lonely drag queen. I am sad and lonely, so I'd probably fall for it, too. <laughs> okay, but here's the tea, is that in what universe, and what world does a... Okay, granted, it, RuPaul wrote this for Ruby or whatever, but in what universe does any old-timer drag queen have enough money to be able to support a man? I don't know. Like, let alone themselves, right? I know that most of those times, those older drag queens have to have a full-time job or something like that. It's true, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, how are they going to go find out? And also, like, just the way that we meet them in the first place, when he's like, here's a $100 bill, can I have 40 back? Like... That yeah. is terrible, awful, no good you writing. Do and you there was no cleverness in it. And they built it. We went up to that scene three different times. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good any of the three times. No, they bad. should have come up with a much better way of going about it. And what club were they in? It seemed like they were in like a steakhouse. Right, but it was. I think it's supposed to be that original club we saw for the first episode. The first ep- the box? I think so. It was got what? It I went from a steakhouse to a huge giant I, club. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ruby gets around. Who knows? I well, guess. Speaking of getting around, she decides she's going to change her number, so um, she has another CD. Right. Um, so she. But she can't find it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, Edie gives Alma the CD to give to the sound guy because Edie can't go to him because he's still mad because she roofied him. Funny coming out of Jinx's mouth. Yes. But again, that's problematic. It, it is. Like, especially with the shit that does happen in gay culture and gay mm-hmm. bars. I think that line is maybe a little too yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, not that I know anyone who's been roofied um, by another drag queen. But whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, along. so Ruby Red performs Girl, You're a Woman from Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Aww. And how many queens will start performing this number now? Well, I'm intrigued as to who will start performing that number now. And I think people will. And as long as they start doing it as a duet, because Alma ends up coming out. Correct, correct. Um, what I'm going to say because is... Because it was a duo number. It was. It was a very... I'm not going to necessarily, necessarily say it's a Brooklyn number, but it was like a... Something you would either see in Brooklyn or in a competition. Right. Um, with the whole large pad with, like, the important women, and then it goes to Ruby, and then another... And, okay, it and was clever. Ruby. It was funny. I, I, good concept. It was a good concept. And, and she's like, I'm telling... Well, and the entire reason why Ru decided, or Ruby decided to switch the number was because of the fact that she wanted to show and give AJ uh, the reason why it's a good thing to be a woman. And it's, yeah, you it's a should, teaching moment. It's a teaching moment, and... 
Ruby er, and AJ was backstage exactly. watching, and then while the number was on, AJ gets her rotten little ass up and smirks at Ruby and walks off and goes back to the fucking RV. RV. Because really? she's gonna cut her hair off. Like yes, Mulan. that awful. That was bad. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine clearance wig. Yeah, that they got from Harlem on one hundred and twenty fifth Street. But I think <laughs> beyond this important AJ moment, we got another huge important moment. Remember that hooker from episode one that I was like, we're gonna. That's she's important. Yes, that's. AJ's mommy. It is AJ's mom. Yep, I knew she was important. Because then the other cell phone comes in mm-hmm. to fact. She gets picked yep. up. So and the- of course she uses the phrase, you looking for a boyfriend? Yeah. Who? I, well, I, I, I don't I, get I, it. I, I'm sure there are a bunch is of that, is that gonna, Would that work on that. you? Would that work on you? You looking um, for a boy or girlfriend? From certain people probably. <laughs> Ah! Um, I, like I said, I'm sad and lonely and old. Oh. Um, well, hooker lady gets busted by the cops. He yes. drops her phone. She flips out about uh, dropping her phone, kind of like AJ did. Yeah. Um, she says it's the only way I can get in touch with my daughter, and that's important. Right. And then the cop just leaves the phone on the ground, and it was awful. Yeah. It was a very... I really loved this whole um, girl, you're a woman moment. Right. The sequence was so... Good. It was. I liked it. Um, and I think this was the moment I was like, okay, finally, we're n- no more exposition. We got everything we need. We're getting there. We're moving forward. We're moving right. forward, and now we're getting into the character stories. Um, yeah, so cool. Moving on to more cop shit. Damien's busted by the police, and he jumps out the window wearing nothing but undies, and I think every gay was happy to see that. Um, he's not happy, though. He's, he's not, not happy. happy. <sighs> okay, yes. They're, they... This is also the scene where I started to get to the point where I was like, okay, we have to figure out what's going on here because they are starting to, uh, what we'll find out is that they start chasing Ruby and AJ without knowing that they're chasing AJ. But the the crazy part about this whole thing is that like, he already got the $100,000. Why does he have to bruise? Like, yes, the cops are after him. I get that. But like, why are you going to spend your time chasing after somebody else just to punch him in the face? Story. But, yeah, but not not a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Robert can't get can't shake Hector Damien out of his mind, so he starts Ugh. having a dream about him. Um, it's very real because I have dreams about people that I care about. I'm like, oh my god, this is the best dream ever. It's real. Then I wake up and I'm like, fuck my life. Uh, amen. Um, and and then all all of a sudden we see AJ tossing popcorn at Robert and um. That was cute. It was. Um, but that's also her way of saying, get me my fucking phone, bitch. Right. Because she does say bitch a lot. Yep, it's true. Um, yeah, so then we get a phone call, very important again, from Lewis. Um, he calls Robert saying that Damien the devil showed up and demanded to tell where Robert is. D- literally, Damien then, the devil. Yeah, ugh. exactly. Lewis tells the location as Damien sneaks up behind because he's... Supposed Blind. blind. Literally, is that is this the reason why the character is blind? Like, I need to know if this was just I, a stupid plot point. I don't know. You know I what know. I mean? Because it's really cringeworthy. Right. Um, but Damien and a blind person knows when someone's in the house or not. 
they do. They're making. Their side they're trying. They're making Lewis kind of really dumb. But I fucking love Lewis. But it's good TV. It's Lewis is good TV. Exactly. Lewis is um, what brings the show everything together. And then we then Lewis drops the phone. There's more blind jokes about trying. Robert saying right. no he that way that way. It. Come on, the man can hear. He knows where it is. We don't need that. It didn't right. add anything. So they motor out of Pittsburgh to get the phone at the diner. While there, the magic of television allows Robert and Damien to get to the diner at the same exact time. Because I want to know where the fuck in Pennsylvania this is that they can literally arrive from Pittsburgh to this dining location and New York to this dining location simultaneously. Two hours. It's 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 wherever two hours intersects. Because Pittsburgh is at least five and a half away from. New York, right? Is Maybe. Yeah, I'm because because one because th- exactly. one thing that I do remember is there was a specific moment where they were talking about when when she when AJ realized at the beginning of the episode when her phone was gone, Rue specifically said, "We're already two hours past it at yeah. this point, so we can't go back." Exactly. And so, so that two hours, I understand that one. I'm fine with. It's the coming from New York one that I'm like, that one seems a little more suspect. Anyway, as, and then we'll, when we get into episode um, three, I'll be like, okay, where the fuck in Pennsylvania are that we're going through Hershey, which is down here now. But whatever, we'll get there. Well, because they're going to Ohio, right? In the next episode? We'll get there. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so AJ, she gets the phone, finds a knife, stops at Lady Danger and Damien's table. Serves with them without the knife. What's the purpose of the knife? I don't get it. I don't know. What's the purpose of the knife? And that is a large knife to have in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was like, what? Well, that little terror uh, decides to slash their tires. Okay, that makes sense. And also, um, I've never met a tire so weak that a 10-year-old can stab it with a, a steak knife from AJ a restaurant. AJ is feisty. I, this is true. But it just goes right in and right out. Like, yeah. Well, the next moment of AJ terror is when AJ freaks out that 1986 Oprah won't help Robert because that stuff doesn't work anymore. She follows it up with stop thinking like a pussy and start acting like a man. Yikes. That was like, wow. Why are you using... Okay, yeah, give the line to the 10-year-old, but this is archaic writing. You you need to stop it. it like it, it, that line hurt it's, me. It's stung a little bit. I yeah. was like, "Wow!" Like, th- th- are you I, my dad? Right. right? <laughs> like I, I understand that line coming from a human to a, a a gay man is very, very, very hurtful. Right. I just don't think it should have been portrayed in this way. Right. Yeah. Well. Robert backs out of the spot, and another car does the same, and they crash. And they crash. End of episode. Yeah. Episode two, so if if we were going by episode one, good episode. Episode two, I think, dipped a little bit, but finally got up a little bit. Yeah, it got up a little bit, and then the crash happened, and they kind of built the crash up well, um, because... (laughs) That, like they were trying to get out. It was it was just wild. Yeah. Was wild. Well, now it's time for episode three. Let's do it. We're here. We're back at the restaurant. Back at the restaurant. Back at the scene of the crime, the accident. Uh, AJ talks about her life is an accident and cuts to the lady driving who hit them, apologizing, and then AJ bamboozling the lady into giving them two hundred dollars. Should have been five hundred. She should. It should have been five hundred. But it was only two hundred because that's all she had. But 
AJ sees what's in the bag and we sees there's a bag of pot. Because why not give a 10-year-old weed? Duh. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, we don't see anything happen with the weed in this episode. Are they, we going to say that again? They never got the weed. No. Because, no, they never got the weed they because the weed? when they drove away... Um, oh, she was holding it in her hand. And so she had the purse out and then she was holding it in her hand. And so gotcha. they never got the weed. Well, cut to Damien, Lady Danger, seeing Robert and uh, then noticing her t- the tires is slashed. So he does what he does. He steals other people's tires. But it's after Lady Danger goes and takes a gun and goes to the donut of a completely different car. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like a Toyota Corolla or something like that. To get a tire, a donut out of that trunk specifically for a like souped up car, souped up car like that doesn't okay. Whatever, also, we're gonna keep following. Also, uh, her gun was pink. Yes, her gun and was small. Pink. It was, and we end up finding out later on this episode that she's a grandmother too. She is. She is. Well, um, there's some discussion about how Damien didn't do stuff to Robert, but Robert did stuff to him, and it. So he's totally not gay. Crickets. Yeah. Um, another moment I was like, why do we need this? And also, it was wh- what is the stigma the about... The cringeworthy was kind of acting. And like... Are we going to have like another plot point later be like Rob uh, Damien is closeted or something? I, I It must be. I, I We must be getting that. Because at some point, I do think that Damien's going to realize that he actually was in love with Ruby... And hopefully Ruby doesn't fall back in love with him. Um, I just want to see Damien get his comeuppance. But, like, there's also probably going to be this whole, like, oh, it's okay to be gay kind of thing for Damien. Well, Robert and the RV get pulled over by a cop um, because that's what happens. Um, And then we get a whole race discussion on uh, why Robert was pulled over. Right, and they get pulled over because uh-huh. of the broken taillight yeah. from the com- from everything. Um, and then we also learn uh, that they lie and say AJ is Robert's daughter with a white father, and again, more race discussion. They, they mixed, they, they, they spun mixed the sperm. sperm. I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> again, not necessary, but fine, funny, cool. Okay, we're word. following it. Um, as they are stopped, Damien drives by, and Robert panics, so in another But moment, they don't realize that it's him. No, no. Which is, they they don't realize that it's him. They just keep driving by. Yeah. Uh, So in another moment of the past, Robert says they have to use a map to find another route. Yes. A full-on paper map from the glove. You know what? I fully bought it. A, because it was an RV. B, because um, are, are you from a flyover state? I fully remember when we were driving from Colorado to Nebraska multiple times with my older folks and older parents. We would actually pull those out as we were driving from places to places before these handheld phones were things. Correct. Great. Fine. That was in the past. Vivica, we just spent an entire episode where we went to go back to the fucking diner to get our fucking phone that has Google Apps on it. But they need to find it because they, they, they he pulled out the map specifically so they could find a weird, wild, wonky way so it wouldn't put them in the same vicinity as Damien. I would say, so hey Siri, find me that. a weird, wonky way well, to get out of here. You know what? They, it was a, like, it's a 1987 Winnebago or whatever the fuck it was. 
it was. That map had probably been in there for ages. Exactly. I thought it was just one of those moments. Where I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, I get it. You're here for the comedic moment of why is this keeping unfolding? Funny. It, it but was. It funny. was like logic. There's a phone in your probable hand, girl. Are you noticing that the cringy moments at this point? Are starting to get few and far between. Yes, and it's the and and the script isn't so wordy. There aren't as many unneeded things that are in it. It's starting to actually be like an episode that is clipping along a little it bit is. faster. Mm-hmm. The moments are more specific, and I'm enjoying it. Like you know, I'm yeah. start like this is the episode that I'm like, oh, okay, great, let's keep going. Yeah. I, and RuPaul's not the writer this episode. Well, Robert says that they can take a route past Hershey. Because, again, I'm not really sure where in Pennsylvania we are, because Hershey is pretty down. Well, well they're going... So they were... Okay, I'm going to look it up on the Yeah, we're going to figure this out. I'm, uh, I don't have... Uh, for all you viewers out there, for listeners, I don't have a fancy schmancy um, roadmap to pull out of my oh, pocket, okay. but I do have Google Maps. So um, uh, I'm going to look for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania... Um, one fun thing is that, uh, they say that they can stop for candy if AJ calls her mother, but she says she can live without candy. But she can't. No, because she's just going to steal it. This is true. Wait, Pittsburgh is all the way the fuck over there. I know! This is what I'm saying! I don't understand this logic! Okay, so we're going to go from Pittsburgh, we're going to get directions to Hershey. Where is Hershey, Pennsylvania? Okay, okay. It's close to Pittsburgh. Okay, so it okay, is. fine. And then where is Columbus in, in comparison? Columbus in oh wait, no, it's not. Never yeah, mind. It's not. Oh my it's god. Okay. Literally. So for you viewers, um Hershey, Pennsylvania is closer to Maryland and Philadelphia than it is to Pittsburgh. Thank you. And so if they're in Pittsburgh, they literally wait, no, keep in mind that they two had hours to go backwards. They had to go two hours backwards. But okay, can you? This okay. is so confusing because so there's then, Columbus. Right, right, we're going from there to there to th- that. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> understand this logic. I'm sorry. This you're is, right. You're right. This, this is me confusing. Being wanting to be a showrunner of a show. These are the things that I think of dramaturgically. Yes. I'm like, this makes no this fucking makes sense. This makes no sense. If Keep your shit are, together. If there are other people who agree with me, please let me know. Or if I'm actually just the only crazy person, that's fine. <laughs> but these are the little things that I pick up on. Right. Well, AJ's mom is in the police department where she explains that she needs her phone. Um, but the cop's kind of a pretty big asshole. That cop is a dick. We, everyone we've met at this And point, not in the this, good way. Yeah, th- this precinct has fun, 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 fun people. Except for this asshole. Right, he has Officer Muscles. Why yeah. can't Officer Muscles be the one exactly. to take care of her? Because that would be too convenient for the plot. <sighs> that would be. Um, okay. Well, why, oh, why, Ohio is the theme song of this episode. Um, and the theater gays rejoice yet again. Yes. A wonderful town. Um, so Robert stops at a garage in Zanesville, Ohio. Um, which we're not going to pull out the map. I don't want to figure this one out because I'm just too confused already. Um, <laughs> where we meet auto shop owner um, Bob and his wife Helen. Yes. Um, Shout out to Helen. That's my grandma's name. Yeah, I like Helen. That name a lot. Um, I don't remember the actress's name, but she was the original Rizzo in uh, Greece on Broadway. Oh, um, she yeah. had that personality. I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. AJ, a brat, once again in the waiting room. Uh, so she goes into the bathroom and listens to the voicemail from her mom, oh. who apologizes for getting in trouble once again. 
But she decides to just end the call. She doesn't want to hear it. Right. Um, but in the bathroom, she also notices a bunch of pictures of Helen from the past. But of- Helen is a very busty mm-hmm. broad in the mm-hmm. past. So AJ asks Helen if she's the booby lady. Right. Literally asks her if she's the booby lady. Are you lady. the booby lady? Wow. Um, and she asks where her boobies are. Right. Okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that line yeah. because it's a 10-year-old not Absolutely. It. And the other thing that we're starting to get to in this point is, like, things are starting to happen in the now. There's not a lot yeah. of exposition. Things are happening in the now. Exactly. And we're starting to, like, okay, figure out that this is a show. We have a show. Something is happening. Exactly. And um, it's also very interesting that it happens to be the women after they t- the episode after they talk about womanhood, mm-hmm. and then you know they're hitting the idea of these breasts, and we end up finding out soon that um, Helen um, had cancer in one booby and decided to cut the other one off too because it was so likely it was going to be there exactly, um, and she was very popular because of her boobies, and they uh, had a lot of. Um, wet t-shirt contest mm-hmm. that they made enough money to be able to put the down payment on their house which is exciting you know what the things you can do in middle America it's true it right? is so true Ugh. well Bob returns the damages of the RV AJ deduces that the RV has cancer too yep um, Robert and AJ are going to be forced to stay at a local motel that has a pool a pool um, and then we need to figure out that AJ can't swim. She can't swim. And Robert basically says you can't go in the water unless you have floaties. Right. Remember that later. Yes, foreshadowing. Um it, it was honestly a clever foreshadowing. But it's now time for another Robert and Lewis phone call. Uh oh. Uh, Lewis is worried that Damien and Danger are going to kill him only to find out that they're actually after Robert. Right. Um I love that Lewis is just like freaking out about everything all the time and Well, like, and it's because does Lewis <coughs> Does Lewis actually live in that apartment, or is Lewis watching the apartment? I think they're roommates. Okay. I think they were roommates. Okay. The way they kind of build it at the first episode is that they are roommates. Because a lot of Lewis's things were there as well. Okay. Um, I think so. Okay. Well, at the motel restaurant, Robert is trying to get AJ's life story, but she's not giving in. Um... Robert is in danger, and he just doesn't want to put her in danger either, which was a nice moment. How clever. Um, Bob the mechanic comes by, because apparently that's what you do as a mechanic, um, to give Robert the bill for the $2,000. Oh, no. He only has $1,000 from the gig the week before. Okay. Can I please get books in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where they can have the budget to pay a visiting queen a thousand dollars? She's not even a rude girl. She, uh. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, lucky for Robert, there's a local wet t-shirt contest for a thousand dollars, and this is not going to end well, is it? Huh? It is not. Um, so Ruby enters the Zanesville Roadhouse, where AJ is trying to save Ruby from the straits. Yes. Because that's what we all need, being saved from the straits. By a 10-year-old. By a 10-year-old. Um, and then AJ generalizes Ohio and says, You're a gay with fake boobs in Ohio. Great. Cool. Good work. Cool, kid. So, essentially the wet t-shirt contest is people dumping pictures of water all over themselves while standing in a kiddie pool. Yes. I have never seen a wet t-shirt contest before. I have seen... A gay wet t-shirt contest. And I am a peck man. And so let me tell you what. Seeing thick, muscly peck boys get water poured over them 
is a dream come true. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm, I can see so, that. So I could only imagine for um, men who happen to be of the um, straight persuasion, mm-hmm. looking at um, th- the breasts of women, uh, I can imagine why it would be exciting for yeah. them. Well, guess what? Ruby, once again, has a CD. How many CDs does she have? A, a, we find out one thing that we didn't talk about last episode is that um, there she was a whole book. there was a specific moment. There was a whole book, and I think one of the reasons why they went to the whole CD route was because she dropped the book. Yeah, and well, she she exasperatedly put it down, and then all the CDs fell out mm-hmm. around her, which was very so sad and. But somehow she found the exact same CD she was looking for. Uh, also, we have to talk about there was a very big moment to where um, Ruby wasn't very. Ruby was like, normally as a drag performer, I don't wear a breastplate, but sometimes you have to have these to pull them out. And so they snuck back into the garage where the RV was being worked right. on. And. Um, Ruby didn't want to go up into the RV, and so Ruby sent in the to AJ, and AJ went in and uh, found a box that had these big old bitties in it. Yeah, they're it. big. They're big ones. They are big, and they are floaters. Wink, wink. Uh huh. And uh-huh. Ru decides that that Ruby decides that this is how they are going to get the thousand dollars. They are going to enter the wet T-shirt yeah. contest. Ruby's performance is a good lip sync. It's fine. Gets the crowds going. Never heard the um, song before. Day no, in my life. It's fine. Um, the uh, the crowd's going. They're here for it until the breastplate falls off. The um, breastplate fell, and you knew it was going to happen too because there were three or four times to where she would like fully dunk herself in. Mm-hmm. First of all, she probably had to do a lot of like cow yoga to do that. Like. Yeah. Uh, in order to bend that much, but then she came up. What and if then... it was a stunt double? Can we start that rumor? <laughs> there was a stunt double. Oh my god! Uh, well, you saw the Christmas episode, didn't oh, you? I sure did. The stunt doubles doing all those high kicks I sure and everything. Did. Well, Ruby wins because she's got the best rack of the night. Convenient. <laughs> um, oh shocker! There's another. He's a dude moment, and then Bob calls her Mister Mister, and I'm like. I thought we were doing so well in this episode. It's okay. Well, we get another flashback from Ruby and Damien when they first met. Yes. Um, he claims he's a business consultant for startups. Oh, and, yeah. We're back at the steakhouse. Yes. And I understand as a older drag woman, the sound of a business consultant for startups Especially as someone who only uses CDs. Um, that sounds like a really cool thing. Sure does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ruby, Ruby does show a little trepidation, but she does fall for his charm because honestly, like, who wouldn't? What? I wouldn't. The, he, uh, well, you're a stronger person than I to am. To be completely honest with you, I... Th- <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to be saying this? But I think that David has a little bit of a butterface. Okay, interesting, interesting. <laughs> okay. Would I still kiss it? But absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
when Robert wakes up, we see AJ is missing. <gasps> Where? She is out in the pool wearing the breastplate as floaties. See, that's funny. That there funny. it is. That It was throwback. The and foreshadowing then um, comes she complete. stole a um, uh, swimming cap. And... Which looks like something Katya would wear. Right. It was probably actually Katya's. Um, Magda. Magda. <laughs> Magda. Oh, just, Sorry. Magda. She probably stole it from yeah. Magda. Um, it was a really tweet, sweet moment. Um, again, these are the little moments that we're slowly getting between slowly. the two of them. Um, and maybe they are soulmates. Who knows? Maybe. Um, AJ wants to give Helen the breastplate because... Um, she doesn't have any more boobies. Yeah, but she doesn't miss her boobies. She doesn't. Because of, you know, all the back. But you know who does miss the who, boobies? Who misses them? Bob. Yeah. Bob misses the boobies. So AJ leaves them for him. Right? This is something that's very frustrating, though. Those boobies, especially with how good and big they were, those... Uh, boobies probably cost around three to four hundred dollars yeah and so uh, the sell I, them they you should have the sold them to bob right right i'm sure he would have taken them he kind of is a little probably would have um so now we are at the club in columbus we're in columbus now Not, finally um and we are greeted with a non-rue girl named um k sadia who's she actually is a L.A. queen. Okay. Uh, she has she, she has a bit of a following, so she's one of the old school L.A. queens. Okay. Is her actual name Quesadilla? Yes. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. But we're... Okay. Okay, her name is Quesadilla. Okay. K-A-Y-S-E-D-I-A. But we're back in the same world as Porkchop. So where Porkchop exists is Porkchop. Quesadilla exists as Quesadilla... But there's no such does does well, RuPaul we, exist? We, I don't know because we didn't get a name out of James Mansfield who was backstage, right? And um, she's just like sitting pretty back she, there. That's all James Mansfield can do sometimes. Um, <laughs> I love her. About Remember her. Remember her. Yes, Remember James I love Mansfield? James Mansfield. Um, yeah. Well, Ruby gets on stage to perform. Damien and, and Danger the, are in the crowd. Ruby's outfit is fierce as fuck. It was great. It was. This fantastic. is probably the, the favorite hair. episode that I've seen so far. The favorite look I've seen yeah. in the episode so far. Well, when the two of them are in the crowd, uh, she runs right off. He follows her backstage. Um, but there's that funny comedic. Oh my god! Smack in the middle and quesadilla and um, Hector Damien knock each other out um but ruby and aj get away with james mansfield's spare boobs right um we also learn um as they're going off and cut to credits the first rule of drag is to get the money up front (laughs) (laughs) so clearly that's an old school type thing because i don't know any drag thing gets paid before a fucking gig that would be wonderful could you imagine that would be great but there are some shady-ass queens who would leave right away. Oh, fully. Not naming names. <laughs> He's sipping some tea right now, for those of you who can't see. Not naming names. But, <laughs> episode three. Not bad! I said not bad. Not I bad. Am, I'm fully excited. Uh, I, I was sitting, working on some jewelry when I was watching it, and episode four started playing on the background. And I... I'm excited about it because we have some more Rue cameos. Love it. They're coming. It's going to be great. What are your initial thoughts of three? Okay, so I think episode two was meh, but episode three finally picked up. Um, It also felt like a singular episode, if that makes sense. It did. Um, It helped move the plot along, but it also allowed the character arcs to form. And I think we're going to start getting into a lot more of that. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, the coincidental thing is episode two was written by Rue. Episode three was not. Episode four is a Rue episode. Wait, is it really? Yes. <sighs> um, we'll I... see. We'll see if it's a standalone episode. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. I really have a major issue with this old school mentality that Ruby has when it comes to the queen she is. Uh, and I'm not talking about the drag aesthetic. Okay. I am talking about the technology. CDs, don't get it. There is a moment where she's like, how do they find you? Because I'm famous. Yeah, Does bullshit. she have an Instagram? Are her gigs on her Instagram? Is she being promoted? Can you Google her? Is that how she's being found? I don't know. We don't know. But this is the That's kind of thing. Such like, an interesting point. You are putting this show in 2019. These are things that an actual drag queen would do. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, anyone could stalk her based on that kind of thing. Right. Not to scare other drag queens. That you're probably being stalked no, by some freak happening. Um, but there's a lot of disbelief to suspend, especially when we have a show like Drag Race that strives off of the modern style of drag exposure via social media. Right. So I think, I find it very weird that this, I feel like it's almost like this show was in Rue's mind for many, many years and they did the (coughs) 1992 version of the show. Set in 2019. I can understand that. And I think that... Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, again, little stupid things that I'm picking up on as a writer that that's what I would be like, okay, that that's not making sense. I know someone's going to clock me for it. Just interesting. I'm So I'm excited to see if that moves forward or if we just get more um, nods to the past and have to accept it. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, any predictions? No, not yet. I, I predict there will be more Drag Race Girls. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Uh, I predict 22 that... total, we've only seen a couple. Wait, there's 22 total? 22 Drag Race That's Girls. That's really exciting for them. Yeah. Some have lines. Wow. And some just sit there, like James Mansfield. <laughs> um, no, I think the show's really starting to settle in, and I'm really... Intrigued and excited by this duo. Um, and I look forward to seeing how the next couple I'm, episodes work. I'm ready for AJ to become more likable. She's getting uh, there. She's getting there. Minutely. Between the boob thing and the swimming thing, I think we're finally seeing... The more AJ is comfortable with Robert and starting to trust Robert, the more genuine AJ is. Yeah. That's true. And I think the more genuine AJ is, the more likable Robert is. I can understand that. So I think we're f- we're going to hit a stride soon. I think. Good. Our next episodes, we're going to do four and five. Yep. And hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about there. Yes. We will f- We will see. Where can we find you on social media? Oh my goodness. You can find me on social media at... Vivica Galactica on Instagram. And you can also find me on Venmo at TipViv. That is T-I-P-V-I-V. Uh, I took that little tip from Aria Derchi. Uh So many people have. And it's smart. And I keep telling all my friends to, to change it to tip whatever their name is too. I think it's smart. Yeah, well, um, most people do. Then there's um, Seraphim who is tip me please. Smart. Still funny. Tip me please. It is smart. Um, you can also... I, uh, I, I 
swear to God, in the next week or two, I will get my podcast, Go Go Galactica, off the ground. I tried recording it, and I did, but my garage band is being fucking stupid, and it won't actually play the clip. And so, now I have to go record it again with my friend, so know that it's coming out. Keep an eye out for Go Go Galactica. Uh, it's going to be an episode all about, it's going to be a show all about getting behind the person and figuring out uh, who people are at their heart. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Yeah. And you have some rocks you're, you're making. Yes. Making some cosmic rocks. Doing the jewelry thing. I'm currently making some pairs for um, Tiffany and Coke and Carlos oh. the Uber driver. Um, and Tiflos as I call them. Tiflos. I lo- oh that's so funny. Mm. Or Carlini. No, that doesn't work. Tiflis works a lot better. (laughs) Um, Also, something I will say for the very first time in public, for anyone who watches this, um, is I just uh, responded to an email recently uh, to where my tickets are officially live on purplepass.com for my one-woman show at the Duplex Theater. Exciting. uh, Called How I Became a Stepmom from Outer Space. Uh, it's going to be more acting and storytelling driven instead of lip syncing, but cool. there are two lip syncing songs in the show. Uh, it'll be May 10th at 6.30 at the Duplex, uh, so please come. Y'all are invited. Tickets are $15 online and $20 at the door. There you go. Um, and also, February 25th, um, I'm going to be making my very first Stonewall debut. Amazing. As a hostess. It's going to be great. So stick around. Watch out for that. What do you have coming up? I have my brand new um, drag competition starting out next Sunday. Yes, at Club Coming, at Club everybody. Coming. It is called... Drag Race Star. Yes. Hosted by Lauren Order. Who's going to be the next Drag Race Star? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not judging, so... No one can accuse me of rigging shit this time. Oh my god, you're not judging at I'm all. Not judging. No, no, wow. no, Lauren. Lauren and I are going to be mentors and coaches. We're okay, both taking a team of four. I love that. Um, the, fir- the first night, um, you will come and meet the queens. Yes, they'll each be singing a song, and then pitch to us why they should be on our team. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like the voice. I like it. But That's we're not spinning around. Idea. We don't have the budget for that. Yeah, really cute. Yeah, and club coming is a very small space to fit chairs that spin around. I think for I mean like, you could bring an office chair. Could you imagine? <laughs> so, season, season two we'll we'll inve- we'll get we'll state invest- sponsor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um I'll have some more social media things going on with that soon, but yeah, come see us do things. Yeah. It's really fun. Woo! And keep doing listening. things. Also, I uh, keep an eye out for uh, Instagram because uh, <laughs> Michael Bradley Block is doing Drag 365 again, but this time he is focusing on seeing 365 different drag performers. That is, that is fact. What number I, are you at right now? I don't know because I'm a little behind. I haven't posted um, the past week at all. Okay. Uh, so I have to get all those up because I, um, rather than taking video on my phone during my birthday show, I had it on a camera because right. I have to transfer all that totally um but no i think i'm over 40 something that's great yeah you're more than welcome to come to any of my shows yeah, i'll oh i'll be there <laughs> oh, I, listen bitches i will get to y'all at some point don't bitch to me that you i'm know, not there yet you know that there there's roughly 1452 drag queens exactly. in new york city so i have no doubt that you're gonna find three I'll, I'll do it i'll do it and you already found some in washington dc bitch I've, i got some in dc i got some uh that victoria williams 
had from New Mexico. Oh, yeah. I, I got some. You got some. I'm, I'm changing around. I got some Rue Girls. Happening. Oh, wow. Old a... and, and new. New. Oh, new. speaking of news. Oh, uh, we'll oh, talk about that later. We, anyway. We will be, there will be an episode um, where I will be diving into the cast preview of season 12 of Drag Race featuring five New York queens and. Five and a half or six? No five. What is Dahlia? No, is she's, she... no, she moved. She, no, she moved. No, but her. she's moving back. I saw. Moving... I saw Dahlia post on uh, Facebook, like ghost house, ghost lighting or whatever. Um, that she's trying to move back, and girl, it's so funny to me. Anyway, they she claims L.A. in the show, so there's five there's New York five, City girls, even though there's a lot of people in New York. I only say four. Um, poor, Nikki, poor Nikki doll. Um, but uh, she's from Pelly. She probably and Brook Brooklyn. No, 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 she's from Staten Island. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we're very excited. There will be a whole podcast. I don't know who I'm going to have a preview with me, but I'm very excited to break down all the looks and all the things we know about the queens. And if you have any tips on backstories on queens that I may need to know before I open my mouth, please let me know. Or if you have any tips in general, if you have money that you're getting ready to burn, send it over to TipViv on Venmo. Uh, I am broke and need all the cash that I can get. Yeah, it was my birthday week. No one gave me send me nudes or money, so you can still send um, me nudes and money at uh, Michael Block Talk on Instagram and um, Venmo. Oh, yeah. this is true. And um, I know that he likes nudes specifically, so I'm pretty sure that Nyx is having a sale on their nude palettes. Bloop! Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Vivica for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theonthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.